This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Join the league of families who are transforming family time into unforgettable Bitcoin learning experiences. With our Hoddle Up Bitcoin mining board game, you're not just playing. You're building bridges, creating memories, and unlocking the brilliance of the future one block at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unchatter. Today, you're listening to part three of my conversation with Toshi. Technological design. Now, I don't want to go so deep into the technology aspect of, of Bitcoin, but I would say that cryptocurrencies claim to offer a decentralized monetary system, right? You see currency, I don't want to mention any, any cryptocurrency right now, but there's one of these cryptocurrencies that claim to be the, the, the claim to be the solution for global remittance problem. They, came to, they claim to solve problems that we are experiencing in the financial ecosystem. And then when you check it, you see a lot of flaws in the design of that cryptocurrency. You see how, how much control a certain group of people can have over that cryptocurrency. But it's not so with Bitcoin. No one controls Bitcoin. No one, there's no particular decision maker in Bitcoin. We can wake up tomorrow now and we would not... We would see that a particular cryptocurrency has you know, repulled or it has gone out of exist- existence. Why? Because there was a, there were a certain group of people in vaccine who were making decisions and decided to you know off turn off the project, turn off the crypto the crypto project. So you could come online and you wouldn't find that particular cryptocurrency on the market, right? And you're just wondering, this really the solution where two people, three people can make a decision about a currency that a lot of people have invested money in and a currency that a lot of people are already using. And I felt there was too much control with cryptocurrency. And there was no difference for me with fiat and that kind of cryptocurrency. To me, I felt they were just all the same thing. One hiding behind decentralization, decentralized technology, while the other one is just, you know, the normal technology that we that we have. But I didn't see any difference. I didn't see any sort of sustainability with cryptocurrencies because people who invest or or you know transact with some of these cryptocurrencies are at a high risk because the same people I'm basically just giving some in fact I would feel better depositing my money in a bank than buying a certain cryptocurrency. Right. Why? Because I don't even know who this who the, who the people behind the partic- this particular cryptocurrencies are. At least I know that if anything happens, I can sue my bank, right? I can lay claims on whatever losses I may have encountered with my bank. But I can't do that with all these cryptocurrencies. And nothing is going to happen because we are still at an early stage where there's no solid regulation on cryptocurrencies. I mean, we saw what happened during the time of ICOs, IDOs, initial coin offerings, where cryptocurrency projects would collect money from investors. And once they have gathered all the money they needed from the investors, they vanish. This isn't the solution we need. Of course, it's cool. It's cool for them, for people who want to make quick money, which is a scam anyway. For people who want to make that kind of money, it's good for them. I don't know. But for real, for to, but to able to be able to solve real life solution, we need to, we, we need something better than that. And amongst every other cryptocurrency, Bitcoin was the only one that stood out with a with a sustainable solution and the potential to help countries like Nigeria escape the harsh reality that we are currently facing. So basically, it comes down to education because, as you said, the more you researched the more excited you got because Bitcoin is the only true decentralized 
system. So let's jump into the education part of your work experience right now. You've done a lot of speaking engagements, and you specifically are passionate about sharing Bitcoin with women. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh, yes. While I was working with, with Paxful, you know, there was something I started. I started a community, a club. I wouldn't say a community. I would say I started a club for women, you know, it was just once in a month where we get to just, just come together and we talk about Bitcoin. We talk about, you know, we just orange peel ourselves, talk about Bitcoin and, you know, and educate ourselves about Bitcoin. So it was like a meeting, um, a club meeting that we usually hold once every month. And from that meeting, although I didn't really get to have like a huge influx of women coming for these club meetings, of course, because you have like if you're going orange peel, it's e- I think it's easier to you know orange peel just orange peel a man and then he goes ahead to make more research about it. But a woman needs a woman needs study education. She needs a community and she needs to be in that atmosphere where she's seeing people thriving and she's seeing other women like her thriving to get inspired and motivated to you know come out to her full potential. So this was basically what the club was about and. Beautifully, we had women who had not even heard about Bitcoin join our, our club. And, you know, from there, from that club meeting, you know, they heard about Bitcoin, you know, they got interested in Bitcoin. Some of them even went ahead to start accepting payments for their services in Bitcoin. So for me, I think it's it's a continuous work. Of course, I, at the same time, whatever opportunity, whatever to be, whatever chance I get to speak to women about Bitcoin, of course, I always take up the opportunity. And on March 8th, I think March 8th is like day dedicated for women. On March 8th, I, you know, dedicate that day and or, or in fact, that month, the month of March, to speak to as many women as possible about Bitcoin. And at some point, I think I would say I've, I've stopped counting. I've stopped counting. For me, it's more like a lifestyle now to educate and you know orange peel as many people as as possible because we have a long way to go and you know the faster we get there the better for us in Nigeria and in Africa. Yeah let's talk more about reaching more women for the Bitcoin space. I have traveled a lot in the United States going to different Bitcoin meetups and gatherings and I have found that 90 to 95 percent of Bitcoiners here that I've met in person are men. And going into those gatherings as a woman, I got to travel with my husband and we we always enter the room as a team. And so it wasn't as intimidating, but I have been approached by some women who said, you know, I feel so uncomfortable because I'm not, I don't speak code, right? I'm not a computer coder. And there are so many men here, you know, like we women talk differently. So Talk a little bit about your passion specifically toward spreading Bitcoin to women. You you have mentioned before that your sister was the first person who talked about Bitcoin to you. And back then in 2012, it was exceptionally difficult to enter that space. Everything was very complicated. If you're not a coder, it was it was very cumbersome to get involved. But she was the first person who came to you and brought it to your attention, right? And she talked about it with your mom. They're both women. So... Is, could that be what sparked your interest in spreading Bitcoin among women or is it something else? No. <laughs> as much as I would like to give credit to my sister, I wouldn't say that was what sparked my interest, right? Because 
at that point, I didn't really understand what Bitcoin was. And I think I was like too young to even understand the technicalities around you know, the, the technology and all of that. So I would say what sparked my interest in the Bitcoin space was when I got into the space and I found out that, you know, there's a huge gap. You know, we have a lot of men and the women are so, are so very few and scanty. And so that was when I saw the problem. It was when I got into the space, I saw the gap and I knew that, okay, this is a problem and this gap needs to be filled to a reasonable amount. And so I would say that was when my passion for reaching out to to women, you know, just sparked in. Um, so far, I've been doing my bits to reach out to as many women as, as possible. I remember when I was working with Paxful, I was the only lady on the team at the time when they were all guys. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't let that deter me. I just saw it as, you know, as the, the, the push to bring more women into the space so that we can have more women sitting on the table as much as we have men seated, seated on the on the table so i would say my interest for women in the space got sparked when i got into the space fully and i saw the disparity and, and, and the gap between the number of men and women in the in the space yeah i was doing research for an article on reaching more women for for bitcoin and i came across a saying it was an african saying and it said if you educate a man you've educated one person. But if you educate a woman, you've educated an entire family. So in Nigeria, in a family, who controls the money? Who controls the finances? Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, largely, you know, I would say the men control the finances. But of course, at some point, the men would, you know, give the women room to make decisions, about how to run the home and all of that. But I would say majorly the men control the finances. I'm saying so because I know that there are a lot of women who do not have a bank account, whereas their husbands have bank accounts. And I know a lot of women who, after working at the end of the month, they come back home and submit their salaries to their husbands. Yeah, I've seen it happen. So I, I would say that men are the ones controlling the finances in the home right now. And this is also where I think Bitcoin can come in. Right? Thanks for joining us today and learning with us today. If the discussion with our guest resonated with you and you would like to dive deeper into the world of Bitcoin, don't miss out on joining the Orange Hatter Women's Reading Club. The meetup link is in the show notes. Also, if there are women in your life whom you think would both enjoy and benefit from learning more about Bitcoin, please share Orange Hatter with them. Until next time, bye! This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids.